Hello, Babylonians! Hey, welcome back! Welcome back! It's only been a couple minutes for us, but it's been a whole couple weeks for you. Or a week. Week. It's been a week. with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. It's fine. Uh, nothing new to share because, you know, um, yep, we're going to just jump right into this no, part two. introduce yourself. You are the host. I am the Tootsie Floof. <laughs> and this is my co-host, Sasha Buttons. Sasha Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Also known as Nicole and Shauna. Uh, we love you. you. We thank you for always tuning in and listening, for telling a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your friends, tell your enemies. I don't really care. Tell everyone. Yeah, tell them all. And if you've got any requests you'd like us to cover, um, let us know that too. Yes. Slide into our DMs. Message. We check. We both are on our Facebook page. Um, I check the Twitter and Instagram pretty frequently. Um, I have the access to the whatever our gmail bloody bad book wait hold on bloody babbles podcast at gmail.com usually we plug that at the end but sometimes you need to hear it in the beginning um so yeah um there's uh we just love all of you guys we we love you if if we have new listeners welcome yeah well listeners thank you thank you you for supporting all of us um new countries new whatever's New countries, new... Well, we don't have any new states, because we got all of them. We got all the states. New cities in other states. Hey. Hi. We love you. We appreciate you. We love you. you so fucking much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nate Dog, we love you. Yes, Don, Nate. we love you. Don, we love you so fucking always. much. Always. All the good vibes to her always. Yes. Guys. For fucking sure. Good she God. She deserves all of it. She deserves... She needs to be by the beach. So... So if you're we, beach people... She needs Send it. her some waves of love. Yeah. See, what the dirt? See? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, just send her some beachy loveness, goodness. She's she, got to happen for her, so... I'm about to be like, I need to get a P.O. box so y'all can just... I'll be like, send me some of your sand. <laughs> Oof, 
Ooh, that would be fun. That'd be great. Yeah. Sand dollars. <laughs> okay. Sand dollars, ocean things. Send us some conch cells. I don't know. Send us everything. But right now, you can just send good vibes. And if you want us to send you things, you know, like a bracelet, hey let us know. Um, I'll organize something, hopefully, okay. by the time this episode hits your ear holes, where I can be like... Or just just start hassling us for it. And then yeah, we'll be like, I really would like a bracelet, because that's the only thing that Show me what the have. bracelets fucking look like, because they're pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been a while since we posted, so maybe we'll take a little, like, boomerang video for on Instagram, and I can share that everywhere. Boom, shakalaka. Boomerang and waka waka. Yes. So, we are coming back in with part two mm -hmm. of Cindy fucking McKay. You. If you did not listen to part one, stop right now. Go listen, because you're going to be real confused. Yes. Because um, there's, I don't usually do much of a recap, just that she is really good at, uh, not really good, she's good at not good at embezzling money and stealing money, she's and then it's all led to quite her. Quite the con artist. She's had two deaths happen. Um... In her uh, life of her fire. Of, of husbands, right? One, husbands? one was a husband. Um, I think Anthony was just her boyfriend yeah. or her lover. Her lover. Who has got the sweetest face. And you'll, you all have um, one picture of him. There'll probably be more. Usually I like to post pictures of um, who we cover on our socials and stuff. So I'll definitely have more pictures of him and... Um, for this one because it's going to get more into him his um, past she's back in prison mm -hmm. and she told a lady who really thought she was doing great and gonna do super well she really thought she'd never see her back in that mm -hmm. prison and she's just like get over it yeah well we can't get over it cindy because you suck yes yeah, so and that's why we're talking about you you are an evil presence walking in flesh so Ooh, i love that mm -hmm. awesome okay so here we go part two so, if you listen to part one, she has had six children. Six children or maybe... I think she had four, and then she acquired two in a marriage, or she No, 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 she had six, yeah. and plus the two with the other guy. That okay, so eight, eight yeah. but she's not with him anymore. So, she ends up moving in with her son, Christopher Harhoff. He was the, oh, the third youngest of her six children. Nicole, Ew. just read your fucking notes. <laughs> Shauna knows what she's doing. Sometimes. She says she's useless, and I need her. <laughs> so, that's why we're going to learn how to Zoom and record. Back. I'm going to be doing a lot more editing, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that, because I want it to be quality. And that's not me panting, that's Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to avoid having children here if we can, and so far we're succeeding with these two episodes. But now we have Zoe. We but have we have got the loud breathing Zoe, so if you don't like a dog breathing, well... Sorry, guys. Sorry. We She's... are human, we are mothers, we are sisters, we are animal lovers. All the things. <laughs> so... Anyways, she's moved in with her kid. Um, this is kind of backtracking a little bit to set the scene of like how she encounters Anthony Fertitta, um, who is the latest victim, victim, which we found out there's more than one. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, she wasted no time wearing out her welcome because she sucks. Christopher, who was at that time 19 years old, kicked her out after his girlfriend discovered that Cindy had obtained a credit card in her name because, you know, that's what you do. Um, she was there long enough to meet a neighbor who, his name is Tony Fertitta, or goes by, An his full name is Anthony, but he goes by Tony, because that's a short name for Tony, because, mm -hmm. Anthony, because words are hard. Yep. A 50-year-old muscle car enthusiast, which we mentioned earlier, the two started keeping company with each other and continued after she had an, um, after she and her other son, 17-year-old Matthew, moved to the Old Mill area. 
He worked two jobs, delivering packages for UPS and loading freight for a wholesaler. He'd never been married, didn't have other kids. He wore gold necklaces and enjoyed flashing wads of bills right up Cindy's alley oh, yeah, because she's her. yeah that's her fucking kryptonite. Her dar was going off. <laughs> God, something. Jeez. Um, he was sweet. Some said dopey. Oh, around women though. He, um, he'd had rotten luck with them. Well, when you're flashing that kind of stuff, women aren't going to want yeah, you for You're not going right. to have the greatest of women that no. are going to be at your... Not going to be genuine women yeah. at all. Like, and unfortunately, you meet Cindy. Yeah, um, I don't know how genuine of a woman you'll find if that's all she's into. So, like, yeah, if, if really. that's the only way... Yeah. No, not, not a good way to get all the ladies. Absolutely. A good lady. A good, a good lady, lady, no. Uh, he didn't know about Cindy's criminal past, neither did her new employer, which she worked at a place called Cheryl's Chalet's, uh, yeah, a portable toilet company. That seemed appropriate, because she belongs in the toilet. And she's a, a piece of shit. An eventual victim of her larcenies, because she likes to do that, mm-hmm. that hired her as an office manager to replace the owner's daughter, who was leaving for the military tour of duty. For, wow. a, for a military tour of duty. Wow. That, Gross. Not 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 her being in the military, but the fact that Cindy found these wonderful, apparently amazing people. Mm. So Anthony ended up taking Cindy to a Ravens game. Gross. Um, and they shopped for jewelry together. Sorry, my sports fan just came out a little mm. bit. Um, it's a Baltimore Ravens football, in case you don't know sports. Mm. <laughs> she told coworkers that they were considering moving in together, because why not waste no time? And she thought Fertitta might even pop the question. You guys have not... Stop. Stop it. His co-workers remembered him showing off pictures of Cindy on the cell phone she had given him for Christmas. Oh, He loved her. I'm so sad. So sad for you, Tony. But not all was well. During a vacation in South Carolina, he accused Cindy of taking $2,500 from his pocket while he showered, and then she ended up using his credit card company... No. His credit card company called about the purchase of $6,000 worth of furniture he knew nothing about. We talked about this briefly at the end of part one, so I'm just giving you just a little bit more of their backstory together. Something else he didn't know, please, said that uh, she wasn't faithful. She's a hoe. Mm -hmm. That was in part one, too. Mm -hmm. And I like saying it like that. She's a hoe. (laughs) She tried to... Horrible person, which we said... Mm -hmm. She had tried to seduce... Seduce. Yes. Seduce, a male co-worker, and, and it had, okay, had exchanged sex chatter through the mail with a former cellmate. Ew. Ew. Stop. Then there was Robert Kenneth Brown, the married bus driver from Tennessee whom she'd met in 2003 while on the run. They had lost touch for two years, which, unknown to Brown, coincided with her re- recent imprisonments. Now they were again meeting regularly. You're married. Stop. Mm. For Christmas, she also bought him a cell phone. Bitch, buy me a cell phone. Anyways, sorry. In December of 2005, goodbye, 2005, Anthony scored the $20,000 payday on a Kino ticket. Cindy wanted to get her hands on that money because she's greedy and a con artist. Mm -hmm. But this time, knowing Anthony's penchant for carrying large amounts of cash, she had in mind a different kind of operation than her normal manipulations of bank accounts and credit cards. This would be a flat-out armed robbery. She's taking it up a notch, and it's going to go higher than that, as we already know. That was the story that William Neal Hart, an acquaintance of Christopher's, would later tell police. Christopher is her son. Um, Hart said that uh, Cindy presented Christopher and him with a simple plan. She would signal Christopher when Anthony left for work. Christopher and Hart would 
be waiting outside in ski masks, would rob them with a gun that Cindy supplied them. She's getting her own kid to do this. She's a freaking disgusting. This is why some people should not be parents, let alone six times. God bless you know. it. No, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, that's a whole nother, yep. that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I, I feel, I follow, sister. Mm-hmm. I follow. Mm-hmm. The plot unfolded as planned. Hart told the police, but until Matthew unexpectedly pulled up with friends, Christopher and Hart um, scrapped the robbery. Cindy was pissed because, you know, why wouldn't she be? Now she said she might have to marry Anthony to get out his money. God <laughs> dang it! God. Had you guys just robbed him, I wouldn't have to marry him. Barf! I am not going to be accountable for anything. It's everybody else's fault. Mm. Goodness. Wow. In the meantime, though, life would continue on as usual, For which for Sydney meant continuing to secretly milk his credit cards and bank account. On February 21st, my nephew's birthday, she signed papers to move into a new rental home. The next morning, the police discovered Fertitta's burning remains. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So if you did not listen to the end of part one, like I said, go listen. (laughs) They at first thought his body was a a burning mannequin. It's never a mannequin. Um, The morbid girls say that, and people are going to be like, oh my god, you're trying to emulate them. Well, you know what? I worship them them with the, the words they put in my ear, meat. As they like to say, I say ear holes. Um, that, it's never a mannequin. <laughs> so, um, in Fertitta's home the next day, detect- detectives found a love note, love notes from Cindy and an answering machine message from her recorded that morning, hours after his body was found. I haven't heard from you, she said. I thought you were coming over. Call me. Love you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Shauna's going to barf up the food she just started eating. And if you don't like that she's eating, well, sorry, she's diabetic. She has to do things. Um, anyways, next stop for the police was McKay's home at Old Mill Road, or in Old Mill, sorry. There was in there Richard Albin, who was the lead homicide detective, spelled bleach and followed the scent to a discolored, still wet carpet in the dining room. Blood. Under the carpet was a large stain that looked like blood. It's blood. A street away. <laughs> a street away. There was a 2000 Chevrolet Silverado which they had learned uh, Anthony was using as a loner. Blood smeared the rear passenger area in the center. Console was uh, in the center. Console, that was a poor place for a comic job, Nicole, was Cindy's cell phone. The police also recovered a long blade kitchen knife, the same brand that they had found in her kitchen. Hmm, coincidence? Mm-hmm. I think not. Mm-hmm. Nay, nay. Cindy and McKay arrived as technicians combed the house for clues. They agreed to be questioned and that night sat down with detectives in different interrogation rooms at the homicide unit in Crownsville. Matthew was ready to talk and he sings like a canary. He witnessed everything. Um, I believe he's the 17 I think 17, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Because she's got like a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old. I think. Damn it. Now I need to know. Um, hold on. Let me go back in previous. Yeah, 17-year-old is Matthew. And then I think Christopher is the 19-year-old, I believe. Do, 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 do. I'm just checking. Yeah, because like, he called his older brother to be like, hey. Hey, mm-hmm. I need some fucking help. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, uh, Matthew 17. <clears throat> so, do, 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 do. Okay, so he's singing like a canary. Um, 
Okay, he witnessed everything, claimed that Anthony and Cindy had started fighting violently and that he had phoned Christopher to come help, like you said, duh. Matthew said his brother burst in 15 minutes later, attacked Vegeta with brass knuckles, pulled out a chrome revolver, and shot him, which we later learned that is not what happened because there's no gunshot wounds on his body when his burning remains were found. Meanwhile, in another room, Cindy was offering a conflicting account. She and Fertitta had spent an amicable night together until he left for work around 2.50 a.m., and she never saw him again. As to who might have killed him, she speculated was his gambling problem that had gotten him in trouble with dangerous people. Yeah, take that light off of you, <laughs> gambling problem. Okay. <laughs> when detectives pressed her about the incriminating evidence in her house... She covered her face and wept. Of course she did. Liars always do. That's when the detective noticed small cuts on her hands. <gasps> hmm. What happened, ma'am? A uh, detective watched, watched in the lobby as mother and son left the station. What did you tell them? They overheard Cindy asking Matthew, according to police documents. They think Tony was killed in my house. All you have to do, Matthew, is tell them you wanted to leave. That's all you had to say. Wow. His story was incriminating, but it had one big flaw. Fertitta had not been shot. He died from stab wounds to his heart, lung, liver, and stomach. So. So. Lying. The next day, police decided that they had enough. They had enough to get an arrest warrant for Cindy. When they arrived at her home just after mid midnight, she greeted them calmly. I was expecting you, she said. Is anyone else going to get arrested? That's what this motherfucking bitch wow. fucking has the balls to say. Mm. A few days later, Matthew had a new story to try on detectives. In this version, he hadn't presented, he hadn't been present for the murder at all. That business about Christopher killing Fertitta, that's what his mother had put Matthew up to telling the police, he said. The brass knuckles, the chrome revolver, all of it had been untrue. <gasps> you don't say. She said, if it had anything to do with Tony, lie on your brother, he said, according to the transcript of the conversation. She said she has been in jail long enough and doesn't want it to fall on her. Now that he claimed he had briefly stopped by the house that night and that nothing seemed unusual. Who do you think killed Tony is what Albin and asked him. He answered without hesitation. He said, my mother. But that wasn't all Matthew had to unload. To the surprise of the detectives, singing like a new canary, I mean. Hey, he's, he's finally getting this off his chest, this probably. guy. Yeah, he's been freaking brainwashed his whole life. He now claimed that his mother had confessed to stabbing her husband, Clarence Buddy Downs the third, three years earlier, then setting the house on fire. Part one. Go check it out. Three months after it happened, she told me she did it, Matthew said. She told me she just wanted to get it off her chest. Wow. That is not something... Not something you should do in the first place, but to confide in your child. Yeah, that's... Someone whose brain she's is being... Not, she's not a good person, so she's no. not going to make more good I know, moral but it's decisions. Just, I'm, as a moral-ish person, <laughs> me, um, I say ish because I've, I'm not perfect, but, like, come on. No, I, yeah, 100%. God. Like, you're giving her a little too much credit to not telling children. I know! <laughs> she sucks! She had six of them. Yeah. didn't deserve any of them. And then, let's blame your oldest brother. Yeah, and put, yeah, throw him in the I don't need bus. to be in jail any more than I already have been. Uh, no, you don't, ma'am. Oh, oh, my gosh. Sucks. She sucks. This would turn out to not only be the only time Matthew had made this accusation, police later learned that he had also told adult other adults close to him that his mother had confessed to killing Downs. Why the fuck didn't anybody come forward? <sighs> I know it's not that simple. I know it's not that simple, but, like, come on. Right. Is it? I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be. I would be like. I don't know what to do. Baltimore County authorities you can call in anonymously to the police, police. Right. Like, hey. 
Yep, star 67, that shit. <laughs> That's still a thing, guys. Um, Anywho's or what's it? Do, 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 do. Uh, okay, Baltimore County authorities had determined that Dom's death in 2002 had resulted from a fire caused by careless smoking. No, it's from careless Cindy because she sucks. <sighs> they said they uncovered no evidence of arson and had not been able to substantiate a theory that um, Downs had had been stabbed, but the county says now that it has reopened the Downs investigation because of the presence of fire in both his death and Fertitta's, mm-hmm. through her attorneys, McKay had has called the accusation baseless. <laughs> okay. Ultimately, prosecutors indicted McKay as well as Christopher and Matthew on first-degree murder charges in Fertitta's killing. So her and her two sons, 17 and 19. It was conf- it was a conclusion that in some ways foretold many that in some ways foretold many years ago, in the anticipation anticipation of one of her parole hearings more than a dozen years before, therapists had worried that all of McKay's children, Christopher and Matthew, seemed most vulnerable, most likely to suffer from damage from her incarcerations. Incarcerations. Certainly their mother's absences weighed heavily on them. In third grade, Christopher wrote to her warden, begging for her release. I will keep her from doing anything wrong. I promise you, he wrote. Oh, that makes me think of the one, I think it was Christopher also, that wrote that I would all get better grades if that can cause my mom to get out. Like, that's just so... He was 11 when he wrote that one? Yes. Yep. Yep. It may have not been uh, Cindy's absences that had a... Um, effect on the boys but her presence her other four children who remained more distant from her emerged most unscathed the two sons from her first marriage have clean records another son who cut off all connection to cindy was at last report a manager of a moving company her youngest a daughter raised by her father lives in florida and attends college at the time of this um this was all going on yeah Mm -hmm. report there you go for Christopher and Matthew, the path was not so trouble-free. Christopher was arrested for assault, resisting arrest, and drug possession. Matthew once hit a teacher and spent time at Shepherd Pratt, the psychiatric hospital, and the Woodburn Center, a facility for behavioral problems, according to family members. All of that was before McKay, or <clears throat> Cindy, Re- well, yeah, Cindy McKay, whatever, reunited with them after getting out of prison in Delaware. Most of the time since then, the three have been behind bars and charged with Fertitta's murder. Because of their conflicting accounts, de- deline- no, delineating each other of their roles, whatever, if any in the killing had been elusive, Matthew didn't do himself any favors with his different versions of events, particularly when he added one more. He allegedly told friends that he himself had, sh- had fatally shot for Tita, still getting the cause of death wrong. So that makes me think he wasn't a part of it at all, just because he keeps saying that story. So I'm wondering if he just fabricated that in his brain, just because it's a trauma response. Mm. When police found his DNA from sweat in 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 Fertitta's loaner car, after he said he'd never been in it, they became convinced of his involvement. So if the state can be said to have a theory of the crime, it started to emerge in October of 2007 when Christopher pled guilty to a lesser charge of accessory after the fact. Which I think that seems fitting, unfortunately. According to the statement of facts assembled by Anne Arundel County prosecutors, I did that last one, prosecutors, McKay called Christopher during an argument with Anthony, but when he arrived, he found McKay's boyfriend already dead and his mother sitting on the stairs covered in blood. I messed up, he told authorities, she said to him. I had to do it. He found out about the credit cards. And the (laughs) prosecutor. My lord. Yeah, because that's the fucking reason to fucking kill someone. Yep. 
yeah, I just took out a bunch of credit cards in your name. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And the prosecution's narrative. And you weren't supposed to find out. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, crap. I stabbed him four times. It's fine. And the prosecution's narrative to the judge, Fertitta had realized that McKay had been stealing from him. You don't say. And he had told friends that he intended to confront her with a choice. Pay him back or he'd go to the police. Prosser suggests, pros, God, I can't, prosecutors and I are not friends right now, suggest that she settled on the third option, which was murder, mm. you know, because that's the way to get away from your problems. Well, no leather, yep. <clears throat> Christopher told authorities that his mother had said she had considered burning the house down, but rejected that course because it was too similar to the events surrounding Down's uh, death. Okay, that was. I know. Mm-hmm. That would be too much of a coincidence. Christopher quoted his mother saying, two house fires, two bodies. Mm, I don't want to get caught. Mm. What the fuck was that? Well, caught? I don't want to get caught. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez, oh Pete. Instead, Christopher said he helped his mother move the body body out to Old Mill Road where they doused him with gasoline and set him on fire. Because let's just keep fire in the loop. As a result of his guilty plea, Christopher was sentenced to five years in prison what his plea didn't settle was Matthew's role. No evidence surfaced in Christopher's plea that Matthew was at the murder scene. And Christopher's lawyer later said that Christopher never saw his younger brother that night. Wait, what did I just say? He was, what, 17? God bless America. Sorry, this is really bothering me that I don't know his exact age. He was 19 and 17. The older one okay. is 19. The, younger, the second oldest is 17. Yeah. Christopher never saw her. Okay, so yeah, he was thanked. So, okay, we were. Sean was right. She knows what she'd talk about. <laughs> Prosecutors did not drop their case against Matthew, however. In letters that Matthew said he received from his mom, he assured him, she assured him that he would be freed. Recently, she wrote to him that she would plead guilty to the crime and he would be released, or she, as she said, out the gates in 08. 2008. It's 2007 when this is all going down. During an interview at the detention center that year, um, Matthew was notice- noticeably thinner than when he was first arrested. His face clear of the acne vis- visible in his mugshot. His arms were tattooed. He used, and he used the teeth of combs as piercings in his lip and ear. Ooh, ooh. that sounds painful. Since his arrest two years earlier, he had spent much of his time in segregation on suicide watch or for tussling with correctional officers. He cursed his mother at times, but he was he also fondly described her mischievous giggle and how she cocked an eyebrow at him on the rare occasions when she was angry with him. She's a real te- intelligent person, he said, down to earth most of the time, affectionate. He paused and added one characteristic that is undeniable. She's unique. <laughs> she sucks, and she ruined you. She's evil. If Matthew thought Cindy would get him out of this mess, it didn't turn out that way at all. Um... His 52-year-old mother was led into a courtroom in Annapolis wearing jeans and a division of correction sweatshirt, nearly the same shade of gray as her shoulder-length hair. Courtroom was full and part of observing students, but McKay never glanced toward um, toward the audience, so to speak. Gallery is what it says. She sat at the defense table staring intently as the prosecutor, Virginia Miles, d- detailed the evidence against her which included a security video showing her purchasing $5 of gasoline just minutes before Fertitta's body was discovered. Wow. (laughs) Minutes. She listened to all of this, resting her chin in her hand with an index finger slipped into her mouth. If she was surprised or angered or disturbed, nothing in her expression gave any indication. No, she doesn't have feelings. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the proceeding... Okay, the purpose of the proceeding was for McKay to enter an Alford plea to second-degree murder in Fertitta's death. I 
don't agree. That plea, a legal paradox, enabled her to maintain her innocence while accepting that prosecutors had enough evidence to convict her. She would be, she could be sentenced to 30 years. For Matthew, the distinction couldn't be more momentous. His mother's court appearance did nothing to clear him of suspicion. Nevertheless, after Cindy was escorted from the courtroom, her attorney, Carl Gordon, assured reporters she remains very concerned about her son. Mm. He was scheduled to go on trial in Fertitta's murder in October... So, Christy, no, Christy, Cindy McKay, Christopher Harhoff, and Matthew Harhoff were all eventually indicted with first-degree murder. In 2008, after almost two years of waiting behind bars, Matthew pled guilty to the reduced charge for, of being an accessory in the offense. He was given an 18-month suspended sentence with three years probation. He was then sentenced to five days in prison in 2010 for violating his parole. Matthew, before relocating to Dundalk in the Eastern Shore, Eastern Shore, Easton, goodbye. She had sought permission from his parole officer. As per reports, he was living with his girlfriend and another roommate at the time. Nonetheless, today, Matthew has his freedom, which he's trying to make the most of by moving on with his life. Christopher pled guilty as well, agreeing to serve five years in prison for his role in helping his mother drag Anthony's body through the back door of her house onto the road where it was set on fire. Mm. Though Christopher was released after serving his time, it seems like he never ventured too far from trouble. In May of 2020, he was arrested once again for robbing four small businesses in Baltimore. As per the last reports, he is currently being held without bond. Cindy, on the other hand, entered in an Alfred plea in 2008. This came after video surveillance showing her purchasing the gasoline just moments before Anthony's murder transpired was brought to light. She subsequently received the maximum sentence of 30 years. She is currently incarcerated at the Maryland Correctional Institution for Women. So, 2038. Baltimore County said she said yes, said well, when this was Isn't that written. when Arlo graduates? 2038? It's 2035. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Uh, it seems... Hella fucking far away, but I know it's, it's going to fly like, fucking by. I know. Yeah. Baltimore County Police said yesterday, or said, had said that homicide detectives are investigating the death of a man whose body was found in a 2002 fire, launching a fresh inquiry into the case after the recent sentencing of the man's widow and the killing of her boyfriend more than three years later. Clarence Buddy Downs the third's body was found in a house fire that was ruled to have been accidentally caused by careless smoking. The investigators said there was... Revive interest in the case after the body of a boyfriend of Cindy McKay was found in February 2006 um, in Anne Arundel County. Mc uh, Cindy was married to Downs when he died. Now that the case was resolved, McKay was convicted July 16th of murder and sentenced to 30 years in prison. Mm -hmm. Baltimore County detectives are moving forward in the 2002 case, said Bill Tuohy, a spokesman for the agency. The fire had been pre previously reviewed by arson investigators. It's always been an active case, but now that it's in the homicide file, which Annie's things up a bit. Cindy, a 52-year-old mother of six, had not been charged in the 2002 fire, nor has the um, Downs death been ruled a homicide. Police said in recent court filings, her lawyers said any suggestions that she was involved in Downs death were baseless and that there's no new evidence to indicate Cindy is somehow at fault. Her children from a previous marriage, as well as two of McKay's sons, no, Down's children from a previous marriage, as well as her two sons, for years said that they were not convinced by the explanation that the fire was an accident. Mm -hmm. 
they, they said the case was never going to be closed, that they would keep all this stuff together, and I thought it was just talk, is what his son BJ said, along with his sister Belinda, who urged greater scrutiny of their father's death. It's not going to change anything, but it would be nice if inve investigators can close the case, he said. Cindy escaped the house fire with Matthew Harhoff, one of her sons, and then pulled off a crime spree that included faking suicide, stealing thousands from an elderly woman, she, as she eluded authorities in through three states. Harhoff has told authorities that his mother told him he stabbed, told him she stabbed Downs and then set the house on fire, according to interviews and police investigative files. He and an, another brother, Christopher, had privately made similar comments on others to others before their arrest and the death of their mother's boyfriend, Anthony Fertitta. I'd be more than happy to testify, is what Harhoff, who was 20, said in an interview while in jail. Prosecutors have said that Harhoff tried to mislead investigators in the Fertitta case. His defense lawyer told a judge that the 20-year-old was willing to say anything to extricate himself from the crime. He has been since been released, receiving an 18-month suspended sentence after entering an Alford plea in which a defendant acknowledges the state has enough evidence for a conviction but does not admit guilt. To one accessory after the fact in Fertitta's death, Downs, a supervisor in... Baltimore's Forestry Division, Matt McKay, as she neared release from her prison in the late 1990s, divorced father of two, married her upon her release, because he was freaking not smart, and I'm sorry, but, ah! Yeah, well, magical vagina. Mm. In the months leading up to the fire, their marriage had become strained. He confided to those close to him. He was planning to leave her at the turn of the year. On Christmas Day 2002, she said she was upstairs with Harhoff, that's funny, because earlier she said she was downstairs playing video games. Mm. When they heard a crash and discovered the flames. I'm pretty sure she said she was downstairs. No, it said upstairs before, because I was wondering how they got out, if they were upstairs. Okay. Anyway. She told a TV station the next day that it, until the fire had been the best Christmas ever. They talked about the lit cigarette. Say cigarette. Cigarette with the aluminum foiled ashtray. And talking about $300,000 in insurance money she'd get after the fire and she would receive his um, city pension. His list, um, his autopsy ended up listing no injury that would um, suffice with, because they kept talking about um, him being shot. Um, so Baltimore County Fire Investigation Division Captain Chris Goss, Gauss, Goss, told detectives that Downs had a hole in his throat consistent with a ballpoint pen being stuck in it. Downs' children said that officials inquired as to whether he had ever had a tracheotomy. They said that, it, the, um, yeah, his like I said, his autopsy listed no injury of that sort. There was an inquiry about the mark, but that's it. There's no evidence that he was stabbed, and there's really nothing to support it. Oh, my God. Ugh. So... Baltimore Police Lieutenant Richard Gibson, who investigated the seminary theft and had questioned whether the fire at the Downs home was an accident, said the new investigation was long overdue. It's fabulous news. They just have to give it a fair look, he said. Wowzers. So, needless to say, she is in prison for 30 years, which I don't think is enough. But that brings us to the conclusion <laughs> of... Cindy K. Shithead Demon Lady. Yes. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. Wow. 
And then her two oldest. Golly, man. Yeah, uh, one's out and about, and then one's just gotten back into trouble, which unfortunately, like... And that's all you've known. Like, yeah. I, I, I get it. and not making excuses for him, because you can learn other ways, but, like... For sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Not... Not a good time. Oosh. So... I think they're rocking the baby. I hope that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's grumping a little bit. He's been, allergies have been kicking her butt. And he's got like a little bit of a summer cold already, even though it's not technically summer. But it's, yeah, it's hot like summer yeah, it's here. Hot, it's summer here and summer on because yeah. all of our kids are out of school. Yeah, really. It is summer break already. Yeah. You yep. get out of school super duper early here. So that is the, Cindy, wrap. the wrap on Cindy McKay. She sucks. And the I hope goblin. I hope she gets like treated like dirt and gets served poopy sandwiches every day. Yes. yes. I can come up with something way better than that, but uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. She's just reading this food. much because we've now done a couple episodes that were because we're pre-recording. So if new things happen, um we'll probably post about them. They just won't be referenced in the episodes. Yes. But we love you guys so freaking much. Yeah, that's never going to change. That will never change. It'll be said all the time because yes. it just blows me away and it just makes me happy. And then I always send stuff to Shauna. I'm like, what happened? I know. And it's just like, oh, it's just freaking. That was really loud. Um, it's sure, just freaking it's wonderful. And it's just. We truly can't thank our fans enough. So, and yeah, the fact that we have fans. That, yeah. like People that's like weird. us. It's yeah. so weird because I feel like, <laughs> like every time like I see like we had like a big numbers jump from like the the an episode a couple weeks ago, um, for you guys, and just that it went from like, it was like it was like a fourteen or thirteen jump from just when I went to bed and when I woke up the next day. I'm like, it just blows me away like because we haven't had numbers like that since like like beginning to the mid. Like we took like a lull in there and like now people actually like are listening to us and that and. Sorry to interrupt you, sister. No, you're fine. Um, when, okay, like, I saw you answered something LaTanya had posted, and it was, like, about your job, mm -hmm. and you you said what your job is, and she said, well, don't forget Bloody Babble's podcast, and I was like, aw, and then I've had a couple people shoot me um, DMs just re-requesting, yeah. re no, no, inquiring. Um, what's going to happen when I move? What's going to happen to Bloody Babble? Yeah, and I just, I just, I, it... I love doing this with you, but I think I just think it's just you and me and we put it out there and whatever. I don't know why. I think that because you message me all the time about check this out. It just doesn't, it doesn't register until we get, I'm sure, like you yeah. get the emails, till you get the comments, till you get the, you it, get, yeah, like, because like, people have said like, yeah, what's going to happen? And, and we've had people in person, well, a lot of our friends listen to us, which I think is fucking rad. But like, yeah, the, the concern that about what, I mean, regardless, this podcast is never going to go away. Um, never, I've, never, I've invested never. a lot into it and bringing Shauna in has been great. And like, this is like, I haven't, I still haven't processed like that. She's going to be moving away and I'm not going to deal with it until I absolutely have to. Kay. I'm saving those tears for another day. Kay. Um, yes. But like, yeah. Um, even if I did things on my own, but I've, I've got a lot of friends, I've got family, I've got, I've got people who would like willingly step in, but like. I like doing this with Shauna because it's just something we've just <laughs> bonded over. Yeah. Because we both like it outside of just listening to podcasts. Like, it's just something that intrigues us. Like, Am I going to need to bring the other microphone for me? If we, I don't know how that might be a good something idea. that we need to... Yeah, because I may... Obviously not I, talk about on here, but no. like, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it on here. <laughs> yes, that would probably be a good idea, TH. 
Because mm-hmm. um, then we could, we'll discuss it more. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so just don't worry. The podcast isn't going anywhere and you guys just may have to deal with just me and whoever I decide to bring on here. Yeah, so. and then I will I will chime in when I can. Yeah, we'll that? figure it out because yeah. she's going to be doing all these hiking wonderful trails and all these beautiful things. And but that doesn't mean I have to do that every Tuesday. Uh, every Sunday because that's when we record. She can do it every Tuesday. You knew what I meant. And then she can go and listen to us and be like, oh, look, you got to play in Arkansas now. Me. Oh, it's me, it's me. I'll be like, oh, there's Cherokee Village. Whoa. No, but, um, yeah, so don't We love worry. you. We're planning we on you. keeping this going. And oh, in any way, sh- that's why we're doing a lot of recording ahead, too. Yes. So I've been actually on my shit with, um, with, with, uh, with things that we do here. <laughs> Notes. <laughs> stuff. See, some things will never change. Yep. But I, yeah, so that's, we've done a lot of ahead stuff and we're going to try to keep staying ahead, so. We love you guys so freaking much, and yes. I can't wait to find more, or be told more cases to look up, because I've yeah. read a lot of, a lot of weird ones that I've never Let heard of. Let us know. Let us know what you should put in our criminal salad. Thank you. Okay. All right, until next time. Babylon! Hey, this is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, host of the Infinite Banter podcast. want to welcome everybody listening to come check out my show, Infinite Banter. The topics are infinite, and I'll banter about anything from hip-hop music to TV to movies, wrestling, comic books, you name it. I've talked about it on this show. I've had guests like Kurokski from the Fat Boys and underground hip-hop acts like Dirt Platoon on the show. I've also had actor Joshua Michael from The Walking Dead, Tommy McLaughlin, director of Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, as well as independent wrestlers like Shaza McKenzie and Roxy, and legendary wrestlers like B. Brian Blair have all been on the show. So come check out Infinite Banter, where I'll talk about anything from TV to comic books to wrestling to hip-hop music. Listen to the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Everywhere you hear podcasts, you'll hear the show Infinite Banter. So come check me out, the Infinite Banter Podcast.